We're hearing all about this baby girl. Can we hold her up? Is she awake? <laughs> That's awesome. Howdy, I'm Josh. I lead the team here, and uh, I'm grateful when God shows up in church. <laughs> what a good day already, and, and uh, I'm excited to open God's Word with you for at least a few minutes today. Deuteronomy chapter 1, you can find that right near the beginning of the Bible, just a few books in, and uh, want to uh, commend you, Marissa and Kurt, for your faith walk, and thank you for um, persevering. That I know that uh, through a testimony, as Heather mentioned, uh, sometimes we connect to someone's testimony. There's power in that. There's power in sharing what God's done in your life, and I think we need to do that more often as individuals and as a church, and I just smiled when you said, Kurt wanted this way, and this is kind of my way, and Marissa said, this is my way, and I think of the scripture that says uh, in marriage, I think it's Paul said, to, or, and God said, to become one flesh, right, to become one. The problem is when we can't decide which one we're going to become, <laughs> right? You're going to become like me. No, you're going to become like me, and no, marriage is two unique individuals who God brings together, unique gifts, talents, uh, ideas, attitudes in the guys' cases, right? Uh, but to become one, they become this team. And that's the miracle that God uh, does in a marriage and in us. So thank you for being transparent. Thank you, Wes, for sharing that great word. And and during worship, I thought that was an awesome. We, we don't really need a ministry time after the message because ministry happened, right? Uh, excellent word about uh, and one thing that stood out, you said, sometimes we go through, some of us have years on us, right? Some of us have been through a lot of things. And reminded me of, since I'm a country kid from Eureka, Chris Ledoux's song, The Great Wise Sage, who said, uh, it's not the years, it's the miles. Right? Sometimes you've been through a lot of things and you just have a testimony to bring. You have... Uh, things in your life that God has done, and it's been the miles on your life. And in this church, it's been both the years and the miles, but God is saying today, hey, and it really, I want to use it as a lead into the message. Uh, he wants us to break camp and advance. He wants us to move forward in our faith. And I want to read a few verses uh, from the first chapter of Deuteronomy. If you're there, say there. Uh, verse 6 through Eight and uh, I also should say I missed you guys last week. Jess and I had time away with uh, our uh, growing family, and um, I we have the opposite problem that you guys had of just all boys at first. We have four girls and one son, and uh, last week my wife traded it. She didn't consult me in this, but she sent my son to Bozeman with the cousins, and we kept. Uh, my brother's daughter, Bella. So I came home from church one day and there's my wife and five girls. And I thought, dear Lord, my son and I joke, we joke about uh, getting estrogen poisoning. Um, but now he's gone. It was me and, and uh, my niece, Bella, is her personality. She's like a border collie. 
It's like super busy, super helpful, super fun, but like she had the energy of all four of my other girls combined and we're like, dear Lord. Uh, so I found out what it's like to have five girls for a week and uh, thank you, Lord, for my one son, the one and only son. <laughs> but uh, we had great time away and I want to read verses uh, 6 through 8 and look at this idea of uh, breaking camp in advance. The Lord your God, our God said to us at Horeb, you have stayed long enough at this mountain. Turn and take your journey and go to the hill country of the Amorites and to all their neighbors in Arabah and in the hill country and in the lowland and the Negeb and by the seacoast and the land of Canaanites and Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. See, I've set before you this uh, land. Go and take possession of it, the land that your father swore to you, the land to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and give it to them for their offspring. One translation says, hey, you've stayed here long enough. Break camp and advance. A couple weeks ago in our pre-service prayer time, many of you are welcome at uh, 9.15, we pray for the meeting, and Bruce shared this scripture, and it just leapt in my spirit. Those words, break camp and advance. Uh, break camp means if you've ever... Uh, been camping or pulled the RV to a spot or uh, been to a place and it, it's time to move on. It's time to move from the place you're at to the next campsite. And when you said that, it reminded me a bit of, I love to backpack and uh, once a year we'll backpack with my, my brother or brothers and uh, sometimes inadvertently drag church members like Brent Dodge and the journey into the Beartooths. Um, we went on a journey a few years ago, and my brother and I are extremely different. He loves to go into the mountains. He loves to set up his tent, set up camp, and he loves to, he's an engineer, a mechanical engineer, and he'll make an amazing camp. He'll make benches. He'll make this fire pit and rotisserie kind of like meat cooker thing. And he's got hammocks, and he likes to, how many of you enjoy like setting up camp and you're there? Well, he'll, he'll do that and want to stay there like four or five nights. See, I'm the opposite. I like to go to a place, and I get kind of antsy. I want to go over the next mountain and the next place. And I'm like, come on, let's, let's pack up and go see what's over the next hill. And what you have to do to move on is you have to break camp. You have to get uncomfortable. You have to move a bit. And I, today's message is for any of you who feel stuck in your faith or, and obviously a lot of you responded when Jim, who led worship, shared about, hey, come forward if you want to move on in your faith. And, and so today this message is about change. It's about changing, change in your life and, and change that is coming. And uh, God wants us in a spiritual way to break camp in advance. When the children of Israel were at this mountain, he said, you've been here long enough. I don't know if you've ever heard the words of God who would say to you, man, you've been at the place you're at long enough. You've been maybe 
stuck in that old mindset long enough. You've been living in the same place or with the same faith or reciting the same testimony for so many years. God's saying there's more testimonies in your promised land. You've been here long enough. Maybe, you, maybe you're coming out of a long enough season and God's saying, hey, it's time to break camp and it's time to move on in your faith. It's time to get unstuck. Can someone say amen today? It's time for you to break camp in advance, the children of Israel were delivered out of bondage. They found themselves at Horeb, this mountain, which would have been really nice because it was a place of comfort, security, honor. Think of it, their leader Moses would go up the mountain and, and meet with God. That'd be pretty cool. Hey, we're the people God meets with our leader and they were safe from their enemies. Uh, even though it was a wilderness, they had food, they had water, they had protection. Uh, in, in our text and in our scripture, it says the Lord your God, that word means Yahweh. He's our uh, protector. He's our provider. He's the, the God who is personal and has a relationship with us. And so these children of Israel who were at this mountain had an amazing encounter with God and they, they could have stayed there for their whole life. Even though it's not the final destination, even though they, they were supposed to go to a promised land, think about it. They could have stayed there, but God says, you've been here long enough. It's time to go into a new chapter in your life. How many of you guys resist, naturally you resist change? <laughs> you don't have to raise your hand, but it's too late. God told the children, children of Israel 30 times in this uh, chapter and book and surrounding books, he said, um, go possess the land. 30 times, go possess the land. I have something new for you. Don't get comfortable. Don't get complacent. Don't get stuck in place. Don't resist change. One of the reasons I think um, I'm struck in with a uh, my parents were kind of hippie people, gypsy people, I call them. We moved over and over and over again as kids. My parents had the Volkswagen van, you know, the, I've seen a few on the highways still cruising. But they, they, they moved from place to place, and so for me to come to a place like Missoula and land and build a house and raise a family is honestly a little bit odd because I like change. <laughs> I, Connie, I, opposite of you, I guess, I like to keep moving and keep going, but God's called me here to Missoula, Montana. Someone say amen, what a place to be called. What a place to be. See, depending on your natural proclivity or your uh, personality type, you may not like change, but uh, I want to talk about a few things about change to help us as we think about breaking camp and maybe help you get unstuck today. Um, number one, and actually before I get there, do you, how many remember Keith Green, the old songwriter from back in the day? He said this, woo, all right, uh, Rudy does. In the song Asleep in the Light, Keith Green said this, the world is sleeping in the dark, but the church just can't fight because we're sleeping in the light. We're sleeping in the light. It's time to, it's time to wake up and move and see the opportunities we have. And when we consider change, number one, God never changes. Do you guys believe that today? Malachi 3.6, he said, I am the Lord your God. I do not change. 
I'm so thankful for that because I change all the time. I forget what I did yesterday, right? Uh, God doesn't change. Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When we're in the middle of change, it helps us to understand that God doesn't change. It can bring us a sense of security. It can bring us a, man, if God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and if he provided for people back then, why wouldn't he provide for me now? Another thing to remember, number two, is truth never changes. Truth never changes. 1 Peter 1.24, for all men are like grass, and their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord stands what? Forever. Forever. God's truth, truth, think about it. Uh, Truth, by very definition, is narrow. Truth is precise. Truth is the answer to the equation. Truth doesn't change our faith. Uh, And having faith in Jesus Christ, the true son of God, uh, we can bank on something. We can bank on truth. And in the middle of the children of Israel wondering, how are we going to leave here? I think God would remind them, look, I don't change. And truth doesn't change. And I got you out of Egypt. And I'm going to get you to your promised land. And the struggle some of us are facing is uh, God has already saved us and delivered us. And we've seen him move, but we've forgotten right? And we've given place to the enemy and uh, we've forgotten that God doesn't change and truth doesn't change and God is faithful. You need to hear those words today. Now this other great truth uh, that you're going to love, all of you who said you don't like change, number three, change is a part of life. Right? Change is a part of life. Think of Ecclesiastes 3.1, for every time, everything, there's a season, a time and activity under heaven, right? Personally, think of all the changes that you've gone through, although most of you look like you did when you were in high school. <laughs> right? Thank you. <laughs> Chest out, stomach in, guys. <laughs> We change. Life, life is changed. There's a season of, of life, like the testimony we heard of uh, families having babies and raising their kids, and maybe you're in that season, or maybe you're post-kids, and you're going, what do we do now? What, maybe you're approaching retirement and going, man, God, what next? Well, life has changed. It's a part of life for us personally. Like in 2 Corinthians 3.18, says this, and it it should be on the screen, slide five. So all of us who have a veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him, and we are changed into his glorious image. Think about it. If you've ever had a prayer fasting time and you've just beseeched God, God, do this, and God, do that, and sometimes I think we are guilty of trying to change God. And God's really saying, no, I want to change you. I want to make you more into my image, not me into your image. Right? And so personally, change is a part of life. In ministry, uh, slide 60 for him, Romans 12, 2 in the message, it says this, and I love the, the way it's phrased. Fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. 
fix your eyes on God, you'll be changed from the inside out. Now, how many of us are willing to say, God, change me? God, move me. I don't want to, I want to break camp. I want to leave the place I've been in. I want to leave this faith place or the, the camp that I've been stuck in and I want to move from here. 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 12 gives us a unique uh, look into the Apostle Paul's life and how he, he actually changed through ministry. And it says this, it's a longer reading, but I want you to hear these words and read or follow along by looking at the screen. Paul said, even though I am free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people. Religious, non-religious, meticulous, moralists, loose living immoralists, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered into their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those uh, I meet into a God-saved life. I did this because of the message. I didn't want to just talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. I love what Paul did. He said, hey, I'm not going to get so small-minded and stuck in place that I do ministry the same with everyone. I want to look at who they are and where they've come from and I'm going to try to get into their life, not superimpose my life onto them. And I want to uh, change for the sake of winning some to Christ. And he said, I didn't become like them. I kept my bearings in Christ. I love that part. Here's what's so important in ministry, and if you're out in the world, keep your bearings in Christ and share your life. Can somebody say amen today? So listen, God doesn't change. In the, in the middle of breaking camp, in the middle of uh, being uprooted, or if you feel like, God, what are you doing right now? Remember, God doesn't change, truth doesn't change, and change is a part of life. If you like change, say yeah. yeah. Oh, good, only like three people. <laughs> so how do you break camp? How do you move into a new season as a church or an individual with confidence? Um, I think uh, one of the consequences for us today, we need to know God's word is our map. God's word is our map. This is our guide. If truth doesn't change, we need to find uh, and live in God's word. The testimony about that psalm, man, looking at it every single day. Uh, your word, his word needs to be a light to your feet and a lamp to your path. His word is what guides you through change. The words on the mountain when God said, you've stayed here long enough, break camp and advance. I bet it'd be tough to move if God hadn't told them so. Some of us have heard the words of God and we've gone back and you know God spoke to you. Come on, you know God talked to you. You know God called you. You know God said break camp, but, but through trials and testimonies, you've gone back on his word and you're living in the same place and God would say, no, remember my word. I love in uh, Acts 17, 11, it says, now 
these Jews were more noble than the, those in Thessalonica, for they received the word of God with eagerness. And they, listen, they examine the word, uh, examine the scriptures daily to see if things were, those things were so. They were the Bereans. They were the ones who studied, that dove into the word, and they said, you know what, I'm going to hide the word in my heart. I'm going to get it into me. And they didn't just take what they heard at face value. They said, we're going to compare it with the word of God. They were the Bereans, the studiers, the ones who sought it out. And I wonder if you're struggling finding your way forward or breaking camp in your life, maybe you've gotten away from the word. Maybe you've been feeding on other things. Let's get back into God's word, amen? Uh, number two, in the middle of change, we need to remember to stay in our lane. Right? Stay true to your roots. Don't stay in your lane. Don't try to be somebody else. Right? Don't try to be me. Dear Lord, we don't need that. Hey, that was, that was a little too eager. That was a little too eager. Let's keep it down Blackfeet Nation. <laughs> He's ready. The biggest amen of the morning. You know what? If it, thank, thank goodness for my wife that God brought me someone who compliments who I'm not. Right? I know who I am and I know who my wife is. Speaking of breaking camp, uh, I can go camping with my, a few of my kids, maybe not all five, but I can take at least three of my children camping in about 15 minutes. That's how long it takes me to pack, right? I can get them in the truck. We're throwing stuff. Bruce, this would drive you crazy. You know, you like to have a lunch and a jacket and things all set and the notes from MapQuest printed out. And like, I'll get home and go, I'm taking three kids camping. Who's going? And they're pitching stuff in the truck. We did this about two weeks ago. The problem was my son had, we, they all, you know, my motto is get them all home alive. <laughs> That's it. Get them all home alive. That was my motto as a youth pastor. Most youth parents didn't know that. We'd go on trips. You know what? I'm committed to get you all home alive. You're going to love Jesus more and I'll get you home. Uh, my son had this sleeping bag with no zipper. Like, we'll go camping, but we're going to rough it. That's just, that's me, right? Are you guys with me? That's my personality. Let's just go have fun. We'll pick up the pieces later. You know, we, we, we had to, Jess said, what are you going to eat? I said, I don't, I don't care. Hot dogs from the gas station. We'll be, they'll be fine. It'll, it's about making memories. How many are with me? Anybody? No. <laughs> Boo. Ah, give us Barabbas. <laughs> uh, my, wife, my wife is the opposite. She takes about, she'll take about probably at least four to five hours to pack for one trip. It drives me crazy. <laughs> it drove me so crazy one time we took two separate cars. <laughs> True story. We've worked it out since then. Um, but you know what? I, I'm not like her, and she's not like me, but you know what? We compliment each other. I know that I need to stay in my lane, if, and she knows, man, I, I need, she stays in her lane. Through change and through circumstances, 
And even in church life, I see churches all the time uh, try to be like a different church, right? Or try to do the, the coolest fad or the coolest thing. Come on, Clark Fork City Church, let's stay in our lane. Let's be spirit-filled, on-fire believers who pray and worship and seek God and want to see heaven invade earth and affect our community and give till we bleed and be the kind of people that lead the way in generosity. But let's not try to be like another church that we saw on the internet. Let's stay in our lane. Let's hear from God. Let's pray and seek God and hear from him. And he's going to give us who we are, right? But stay in our lane. Let's stay... um, true to our roots like Proverbs or in Jeremiah it said, follow those ancient paths. Don't stray away from truth. Stay true to who you are. Amen? Another thing about breaking camp, uh, community keeps you in the right camp. Community in the middle of uh, change and struggle and if you're going through a new season in your life, get in community. Don't go on your own. Don't wander out, you know, like the, the uh, you know, here I go again on my own. Yeah, all right, 80s, woo, white snake, ah! <laughs> What's with this part of the crowd here? Here I go again on my own. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I know, and... This song was even pushing it. Metallica doesn't work here. Um, Community keeps you in the right camp. You know, sometimes it's nice to have uh, solitude and silence. And I spent personally two days in the last week in the mountains praying and seeking God all by myself. That was glorious. But boy, I got bored. I'm a people person. Right? And without people in my life, some of you, without people in your life, you're a disaster. Some of you haven't shared a prayer request or talked to someone else about your faith or what you're going through in ages. You need community in your life. In the middle of change, make sure, like Proverbs says, in a multitude of counselors, there's safety. You need people in your life, people who pray for you and look in on you and check on you. And you go, well, I haven't met anybody in church and not very friendly. Well, you got to do your part, right? Find a community group. Find someone to, uh, to include into your life. And uh, finally, uh, when you're going through change, the Holy Spirit is your guide. You're trying to navigate through new things in life, through new, new chapters, Speak, Lord. <laughs> remember the Holy Spirit's your guide. How many remember the, the Disney character, Jiminy Cricket? What did he always say? Always let your conscience be your... Hmm. <laughs> right? Your conscience isn't your guide. The Bible says your heart is deceitfully wicked. Your conscience can't be your guide. The Holy Spirit has to be your guide. Sometimes your feelings and attitudes are off and wrong. You need the Holy Spirit to guide you. When the children of Israel, back to the story and in conclusion, when they were leaving this mountain, they didn't know when God said break camp and advance, they didn't know that there'd be wars, there'd be kings, there'd be struggles, there'd be all kinds of things they were about to face. They needed God to be their guide. They needed a pillar or uh, cloud by 
day and a pillar of fire by night to lead them today in this day and age. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us, right? We need the Holy Spirit to lead us. We need those like in Acts 15, it seemed good to us and the Holy Spirit. If you're making big life decisions, you need an us and you need the Holy Spirit. You need to be able to say, I'm praying with people and it seems good to me and the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it's not my conscience being my guide. Your conscience can't be your guide. Look where that's gotten you in the past. You need the Holy Spirit and God's truth to be your guide. Someone say amen today. These children of Israel that God said break camp uh, in advance, they'd have battles, they'd feel lonely, feelings of abandonment. Uh, you know what happened just some short chapters later? They've met with God. God's meeting with their leader. He's provided food for them. They got disenfranchised. They became discouraged. And you know what they did? They built a golden calf. They built an idol because they didn't trust God and the attack and the lie of the enemy in the middle of change, in the middle of, I'm not sure what you're going through, but in the middle of that place, the poison of the enemy and the uh, lie of the serpent way back to the uh, point of original sin was this. He said, no, God's restrictive, right? God doesn't really care. He, God can't really be trusted, God doesn't really know, right? And so that lie was an assault on God's generosity and God's integrity. The enemy said neither God's words uh, nor his, uh, what he does can be trusted. His character can't be trusted. And this, this lie has entered the bloodstream of humanity since the beginning of that first sin, Right? The assault on God's character saying, he, we, you can't really trust God. And so what's at stake here in the middle of change, guys, and in the place that you're at in your faith? Uh, you need to know that God is better. He's for you. He's with you. And even though you're walking through difficult times, he will never leave or forsake you. Let's not get complacent. Let's not let our roots settle too far into the soil of this earth. Let's remember to, that God wants us to break camp. Let's be the kind of people who embrace change. Look in the eyes and say, hey, I, know, I see the culture is changing. We want to we go right into it, and we want God to change us from the inside out so we can affect our culture. In the Civil War, it was the Confederate Army that was actually approaching a line of battle and it got dark before they got to where they wanted uh, their destination. And so they began to quickly set up their tents and their commanding officer went through the ranks of his uh, troops and he said, boys, don't drive those stakes in too deep. We're moving in the morning. We're moving in the morning. We're, we're not staying here. Don't get comfortable in this camp. Don't get, and they probably wanted to, I don't know if you've ever been in a place where you say, God, I just want to rest. Let me just stay here. Let me just stay where I've been and who I am. And God's not willing to let you stay in place. Maybe the stakes of your life have been driven in too deep. Let's pull those out today. I think that happened in worship today when a lot of you responded saying, God, here I am. 
Maybe you didn't respond. Maybe there was something in your heart that said, I'd like to go up, but I'm afraid of change. Let God pull those stakes out today. This message in the Old Testament of, of moving forward, Jesus carried it on, right? When he told the rich young ruler, hey, sell everything, follow me, break camp. Zacchaeus, come down from that tree. Today I'm coming to your house. Come on, Zacchaeus, let's break camp. Let's move on. Matthew, the tax collector, come on, give that up. I want you to break camp and follow me. Remember Peter and the boys fished all night. We haven't caught anything. Jesus said, let's go back out and let down our nets. Jesus, we've done this all night. No, come on, Peter, let's break camp. When the disciples wanted to build a tabernacle, right? We're so good at locking ourselves into place and wanting to, uh, they're up at the Mount of Transfiguration. How many know that story? God appears, right? Let's build a tabernacle, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. He's going, no, it's not about camping out and making a building. There's towns and villages we must go to. Let's break camp and advance, right? Luke 9, Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. That's about breaking camp and advance. Maybe your spiritual baggage is too heavy or maybe you need to unload a few things, but God wants you to know it's time to move on. And it's, this isn't a pull yourself up by the bootstraps and kind of get your pack on and let's march out 20 miles in life and kind of hurrah. It's fixing your eyes. This is about fixing your eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith. See, the only way we can break camp and move ahead and do like the children of Israel did back in Deuteronomy is because we have a Savior. He, he spiritually broke camp. He gave himself up. He actually gave up his freedom so we can move on. Right? He was taken outside of the camp and sacrificed for our sins so we can be free and we can move on from the kind of campsite of life. Maybe you're in a place today of going, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to move on. You do it because Jesus died for you. He died for his church to be a, an adventurous and amazing people that doesn't sit in place. Guys, we're not called to be sedimentary, Right? Ray shared with, with us in our 40th anniversary. He said, Clark Fork, you're not, you're not settlers. You're pioneers, right? Let's be a people in the next weeks and months who break camp and advance and pursue all God has for us. Would you guys stand with me? I'm gonna pray for you. Father, we thank you today for... Uh, your word, and I know we, we don't come to merely examine your word. We pray that your word uh, would examine our hearts. We ask today, Jesus, that you would uh, move in us if there's things that maybe have been stuck or cemented because of our own decisions, our own uh, lack of faith, our own struggles, maybe things that we've done or left undone. We ask that you would move us forward in you today. We ask as we uh, step out of here into this summer day, God, would you make Missoula our mission field? 
Would you break us out of the box of a building and take us to our city, state, nation, and the world, God? Would you help people who maybe you're saying you need to break camp in their mind? Maybe they're stuck with a mindset or a disorder of of the mind or a, a place of depression or a place of being stuck in their faith. God, would you help us today to break camp in advance today, God? We pray that uh, you would uh, be with us as we step out in faith. We also, and I'd like you to pray with me, uh, we pray for our state today and the western states uh, engulfed in flames. God, we pray for rain today. We pray for protection for firefighters and homes and people who can't sleep at night. The fire, fires may not even be near their doorstep, but it's constant anxiousness in so many people. We pray for today a blessed day for Montana and firefighters and those from around the state. We ask today for great faith. Thank you for doing a lot today in us as a church. We pray we can celebrate you and celebrate each other. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, if you need prayer, if you didn't respond earlier during worship, I invite you forward. Uh, If you don't need prayer today, visit with someone or head out to the foyer, grab one or two or 17 of those fair booth shifts, fundraiser for youth. You guys have an awesome day. Love you. All right. Yeah, I don't. Howard, are you still here? Wes, if you see Howard. Would you see Howard? We'd like to pray for him. Howard, yeah, if he's still here. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. 